Welcome to the highest road, a path that leads from within our own being, where each one of us has a direct and living connection to Source or God. The highest road, the courage to claim our power and to take responsibility for our choices. We live in an interconnected universe. Every loving thought we think, every step we take in the direction of self-empowerment and spiritual integrity not only moves us forward, but improves the world at large for everyone. The world is as we are. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first Highest Road podcast. My name is Marianne Calloway, better known to the people in my world as Just Plain Mac. I live in the U.S., and with me is Rose Tobin from Ireland, and she is a co-creator of this podcast. Both of us have spent several decades studying and teaching metaphysical and spiritual topics, and we thought that we would share what we have learned in our years of study. As a way of introduction today, we would like to focus on what we mean by the highest road. We are focused on spiritual principles, but are not affiliated with any one religion. Instead, we embrace and celebrate the core spiritual truths that are found in all religions. You will hear us use the word source throughout all our sessions when we refer to God. We believe that each of us has a direct connection to our spiritual source. It doesn't matter if you call that source God, Allah, Jehovah, Yahweh, your higher self, or the universe. For the sake of inclusivity, we call that center source. At its core, the highest road is a journey of self-discovery and growth. It is a road that leads inward and focuses on our personal relationship with source. As Deshardan said, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. The principles we will explore assist in that human experience becoming more aligned with our spiritual self. Hello everyone, this is Rose from Dublin. And what you're saying, Mac, about source and that we're not aligned with any particular path or particular religion, it reminds me of the distinction that A Course in Miracles makes between form and content. And I think that we're really focusing on in these podcasts is what we might term the content, which is, as you say, the our direct connection to source, the spiritual principles which are conducive to self-discovery, that self with a big S, in other words, our core nature, rather than the expressions of it in terms of isms or ologies or religious expressions, which are all fine. And, you know, it's, it's to understand that the form of a particular philosophy or religion may be suitable to a particular race, a particular group of people in a particular time. But what is really important is the content. As expressions of source, as faces of source, or as the Quakers say, that there is that of God in everyone. So what we're focusing on is the content. And we see the forms as serving the content rather than as defining the content. And I feel this is a very important 
focus it has been for me in my life i i have explored many systems and got caught up in one being the truth and one being better than the other and that at a certain point i stepped back from that and realized that what attracted me to any system was the core principle of our intrinsic worthiness and that we are on a spiritual journey as you said we are spiritual beings having a human experience and for me that is what's core and important now and while i will explore certain systems for me the system as an entity isn't as important as what it expresses and what i've learned from that as well is that it's very easy to have high philosophical theories about things and i'm i like them as much as anybody but what especially the last few decades of my spiritual path have shown me is that it's also equally important to look at how i use my own energy and my thoughts and to take more responsibility for my own life and to adopt again as the course in miracles says the world we see is an outside picture of an inward condition and my responsibility is really the inward condition and it isn't that i won't be active in the world but the content which is my direct connection to source would be the motivator for the form that my service in the world takes i too had experiences in the past where i thought i had found the one and only truth capital t to the exclusion of all other systems and beliefs but experiences both positive and at the time perceived negative changed my thinking to realize that the only capital T truth is that we all have a direct connection to source. The highest road teaches us to live life from a perspective of connectedness. There's a quote from Deepak Chopra that I like that states spirituality is meant to take us beyond our tribal identity into a domain of awareness that is more universal. The principles that we will explore assist us in breaking down thoughts and behaviors that keep us limited and disempowered. I have found that it takes self-discipline to walk this road, but it can be a very powerful journey. I have felt at times transformation and personal growth along this road, but it's certainly not a straightforward journey for me. There have been times when I felt I was crawling on the path, sometimes when I felt I was going backwards, times where I thought I definitely took a wrong turn somewhere, or times when I was sitting off to the side of the road, head in hands, crying and just wondering what the next steps are. It's all part of the journey. And I think another point, especially if you think of what I've been saying about form and content, is that while we're saying the highest road, it isn't a road that has already been mapped out on the level of form and my road might be very different to your road really there are many people who feel that the path reveals itself to us as we walk it we learn as we go step by step and for me the guide or if you like or the map is beginning to trust more and more the internal guidance the still small voice and just trusting in each moment that if i have the intention of being in integrity 
the intention of asking what would love do in this moment, that again, the what I do isn't as important as whether or not I am aligned with that intention of being of service and the intention of expressing as much of my own spirit as I can in that moment. So it's not an external path, even though it will be expressed in the world. And for me, I know that early on in my life, I was more obsessed, if you like, with the externals and doing the right thing and, you know, following this, that and the other, this teacher or that teacher and giving my power away. So, you know, in terms of what I was saying earlier about form and content, when we think of the highest road, it isn't an external road per se. It isn't a road that's been mapped out for us by somebody else, or we can't kind of try to follow or imitate what somebody else does and then feel that we're following our own highest road. So it's it's an internal knowingness, it's an internal barometer that we learn to tune into our own core connection to source, whatever that means to us. And I think as we go along, we get a stronger sense of what that is. But just following what feels to us like the still small voice, even if it's very tentative at first, the willingness to do that and to remember that once we have that willingness to connect more with the source or God within us, we are going to have a huge amount of support from the higher aspects of ourselves. We're not doing this on our own. And once we indicate that willingness, then the path will reveal itself to us step by step. And we will refine it as we go along. You know, I think that's a great point, Rose. Asking for help anywhere on the path is important. We will talk in later podcasts about the importance of free will and how interference in someone's path is a spiritual violation. So if we feel we need help on the path, we need to ask. We can pray, meditate, or what I have done many times is just to yell into the ethers, saying, Source, I need some help, please. Seek and ye shall find, ask and ye shall receive. But know that the answer doesn't come as a burning bush in your living room. Source can respond in many ways. Sometimes a person will show up with just the answer or the help that you need. Sometimes you will see a billboard and the answer that you seek will become clear. Source works in wondrous ways. And often the help that we can actually not appreciate or not value is the help within our own self, if you like, our soul energy, or if we want to talk about our higher self, that still small voice within us. And I'm sure people listening to us, you may remember sometimes when you just got a very deep sense that something was either right or not right. And you might have, for me, sometimes if I'm trying to distinguish between what might be appropriate or inappropriate for me, just going, becoming still and tuning in, sometimes even tuning into the body and sensing whether there is a sense of peace around a particular decision or direction. And that may seem a very simple thing to do, but that is actually checking in with your own inner knowing. So even doing that, if you're not comfortable with the idea of asking help from God or source, if that doesn't feel comfortable yet, at least realize that the part of you that has its intrinsic wisdom is available to you. By allowing yourself to get a little bit quiet 
feeling out the energy. For example, if you were to decide between course A and course B, imagine yourself going along the path of course B. How do you feel in your body? Is there a peace there? Is there a sense of this is right? Or is there a sense of no, this isn't right? I don't mean morally right, but whether it's right for me at this time. And again, allow yourself to go path B and feel out which of them feels most appropriate. Now, one of them might feel more challenging, but that could be good. So <laughs> it's not necessarily what seems like the easiest one, but the one that you just have a sense that that's right. And it's like a muscle. We, when we haven't used our muscles, they get weak and they get flabby and they're not strong, even on, on our physical bodies. But if we start to do this, even over small things, it could be small things at first. You know, is it better for me to have this food or that food or to go to this movie or that movie? Just trust yourself in the small things. And that will gradually give you confidence in the fact that you have an innate wisdom within yourself, which is the wisdom of source that expresses within you. So it's like a path that can reveal itself step by step as you get stronger in your knowingness. There will be less angst about making decisions. And you'll learn pretty quickly too, if you're willing to be sensitive and to pick up on the feedback that your life gives you, even if you make what seems to be a wrong decision, you can learn a lot from that. And you say, well, that didn't work. <laughs> and you can actually learn from that and strengthen your muscles. Sometimes our greatest learning comes from what seem to be mistakes. If we're loving ourselves and not, not to beat ourselves up about it, but say, okay, that didn't work. I've learned something from it. That inner wisdom that you talk about, Rose, is so important to develop. Throughout these podcasts and on our website, we will be talking about tools that we have found that helped us on our journey. Tools such as meditation, journaling, tools that focus us inward, and tools that build a trust and relationship with that still, small inner voice. And of course, one of the reasons why you and I decided to do these podcasts, Mac, is that we can also learn a lot from each other, from listening to other people, from sharing, especially when there's a freedom to share without judgment. We can learn so much from each other's paths, from reading each other's life stories, from watching good videos. So it's almost like when we are willing to take how we're describing the highest road to connect more and align ourselves more with source, we can actually begin to see our life as a classroom as well and everything and begin to see that every moment there's an opportunity to make a choice for love or for fear, which is another way of describing the highest road. Are we choosing love or are we choosing fear? And if we notice fear, it's actually good if we notice it because we're not, we're not so caught up in it that we're blind to it. And if we notice fear, we give ourselves love. We don't make ourselves wrong for it. Because fear arises really from the feeling that we are not connected to source, that we've somehow separated. So times when we notice ourselves feeling fear is a time to be very gentle and loving with ourselves. As The Course in Miracles says, Every action is either an expression of love or a call for love. So we can have that attitude towards ourselves and also other people who seem to be behaving crazy ways to see that the reason that people behave in, in awful ways or 
treat other people badly is because they don't feel that connection with self and with source. And maybe the kindest thing we can do for them is not to jump in and judge, but just accept them where they are and be kind. And for them not to feel judged by us, we can actually help without without directly trying to help or influence them. But we can certainly learn a huge amount from each other, often from the things we don't agree with. So if Mac or I say something that you don't agree with, that's good too. It means, well, either our path isn't your path and that's fine too, or it might be a stimulus to sort of think, well, why didn't, why didn't that resonate with me? What do these things mean to me? So if we say something that you really resonate with, we'll be delighted. But if we say something that stimulates or challenges you, that's actually really good too. And you can certainly share some of those with us, but it also means that it's like a stimulus for you to see, well, why didn't that resonate with me? Either, I mean, they could be completely wrong, which is fine too, or maybe there's something in me that hasn't looked at it that way before. In the past, when I heard something that made my feels bristle, I would have gotten my gloves on, got on the ring, and got ready for a knockdown, drag out fight. But these days, I'm more likely to stop myself and have a good think on what's bothering me. What is triggering this reaction? I may take that thought into meditation and see what insights I get into myself. These things that make us bristle are just such wonderful opportunities for growth if we allow them to be. And what you've said is also touching, Mac, on one of the challenges, if you like, of the highest road of a spiritual path is beginning to to be willing to see that when something does push our buttons, say if somebody says something we don't like or acts in a way we don't like, to realize if we get emotionally charged about it, if we get up on our high horse about it or we feel we've got to sort it out or we have any emotional reaction, then sometimes it requires of us the honesty to see, well, is there something in me that this is reflecting that I don't want to see in me, but is much easier to see in somebody else? Is that person a mirror for something in me? So I've, I've certainly found that, that if, I mean, if people can behave, I've seen people behaving and saying awful things and whatever. And if I'm in a state of peace, it doesn't bother me and actually feel quite kindly towards them. But if I notice myself getting into a pickle in my own brain about it, and it's going round and round in my head. It's happened to me several times recently, some small things that happened, were not big deals at all. And so easy, I found myself, well, that person is so judgmental, that person is so righteous, that person is so whatever. And I was really ready to sort them out. And <laughs> my system calmed down and says, okay, where's that in you? And initially, you cringe at that because you don't want to see it. The fact that you're seeking somebody else it's much more comfortable, even if it's driving you nuts, than to see it in yourself. <laughs> so there's that moment where you don't want to see it in yourself. But the funny thing is, when you begin to accept it and do whatever process you have, mindfulness, forgiveness, whatever processes or tools you have, and you come back into balance and you see, oh God, that really was triggering something in me. That was showing me something that I didn't want to see. And eventually then you actually feel grateful to that person for being a mirror to you. It is not easy going inside and looking at your own behavior, the shadow parts of ourselves, the warts and all. I have found that like anything else, the more you do it, the easier it gets. But it's also like peeling an onion. 
the more you think you're getting somewhere, there's another layer that comes up, and it shows me that I still have so much to learn. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any way of avoiding that kind of self-reflection and taking our own inventory if we want to be genuinely mature spiritually. I, I don't know if there's a way of avoiding that. And I, I certainly would have, in my earlier spiritual explorations, tried to avoid that by going into sort of nice meditative states or not, you know, thinking that those things weren't worthy of somebody who was spiritual. A spiritual person would never feel angry or would never admit to being hurt. Or um, so it's very easy to sort of paint it over with pink paint or sprinkle fairy dust on it and not allow yourself to to have a certain mindset about what a spiritual person should be. And I, I've certainly done that. And I've met many people who, who have done that. So the willingness to realize that if things are coming up in my world, that there, there's very likely something they're reflecting to me, if I feel charged about it, if I feel upset or annoyed. You know, as, as you were saying, Mac, initially that is very, very difficult because we often don't have a foundation of genuine self-love in order to look at the difficult aspects of ourselves. You know, the highest road is really a journey of self-discovery. But the self is like what some traditions call the big self, the big S self. It's actually ultimately discovering or rediscovering, re-realizing that the essence of the self that we are is an expression of source, is an expression of God. And the little self, or some systems call it the ego or the separated self, isn't really who we are. But that's the self that we're more used to. And that's the self, the little self that gets very threatened if we start looking at its defenses and its foibles. But the self that we're really discovering is our self as source, our self as one with God. And it's the self that we all share. And as you say, ultimately, we are all one. And it's at that level we are all one. We may not be all one at the level of the little self but we're certainly all one at the level of what's called the big self. I would like to point out here that just because we are using the term highest, it doesn't mean in any way that because we follow spiritual practices or part of this system or that system, that we are more spiritually advanced than someone else. We are all connected at the level of the big self. Everyone is walking the highest road in the way that's right for them, and we all go back to source. Thinking our way is better than some other group or practice is nothing more than spiritual arrogance. And I certainly belonged to that club for quite a while. I don't know about you. (laughs) I think most of us have. And you know, as you were speaking there, Mac, it occurred to me that it's actually a very limited understanding of what spirituality is anyway. Who is to say that the ordinary exchanges of life and somebody doing the best they can and being kind and loving and being in integrity, and they may not even consider themselves to be spiritual, but they may be making far more spiritual progress than any of us when we use spirituality as a sort of badge or as a way of avoiding everyday life. If we haven't become more mature emotionally and in our mental, then a lot of that snobbery, if you like, and that pecking order was just going to translate itself into spirituality, just as much as it would 
translate itself into being, you know, more academically brilliant than somebody else or being better at sports. We'll, we'll translate it. We'll bring it in to the spiritual camp with us if we haven't looked at it. I know that both of us have been involved in groups that think they have found the big truth, capital T, thinking they have found the one and only truth and became so tribal in this belief that they looked down or even stayed away from others who don't think like them. And there came a time when I felt for me this kind of belief no longer worked. It seemed the opposite of source consciousness, and it was time to head out the door. I mean, I, I think you're right. And, you know, it's just another classroom. Um, so many of us have fallen into that or gone into those, you know, what, what like a spiritual elitism or a spiritual escapism. And so it's just another classroom and it's okay if we've done it. But often when we've done it for a while, we begin to realize that it's not, I'm not going to find my Shangri-La just by trying to escape the world. And so I remember in one of the groups that I was involved in where that kind of craziness really went crazy when I sort of came to, as it were, afterwards, I used the expression that I rejoined the human race rather than thinking <laughs> I was separate from other people or different to kind of remember my, my commonality with everyone. And I can remember a teacher I heard, a system that I studied a bit, and she used, I think her father used to say to her, Beware of being so heavenly that you're no earthly use. <laughs> yeah. So we'd like to thank you for listening to our first podcast. And we look forward to exploring many aspects of what we call the highest road. We're not presenting ourselves as experts. We are presenting ourselves as fellow travelers who have explored different things and learned from different systems sharing some of what has been helpful to us and also what hasn't been helpful. You know, for us even doing these podcasts, it helps us to become more aware of our own highest path. So, so thank you so much for listening and we look forward to connecting with you again. You've been listening to The Highest Road Podcast. We welcome your comments, questions and feedback. Please contact us via our website, www.thehighestroad.com, or through our email at highestroadpodcast at gmail.com. We invite you to visit our website for additional meditations, blogs, and tools to assist in your journey. Blessings on your path as you walk the highest road.